everyone, welcome to the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be praying for the nations, specifically China, as Pastor has directed us to pray from now on till the communion service. We're going to be praying. Psalm 7 verse 9 says, Who let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tries the hearts and the reins. We're going to be praying for the nations of the world, specifically China. We're going to be praying against wickedness and manipulations of leaders to do wicked things that will affect their countries negatively and further plunge them into deprivation, hunger, and want. As we praise the nations, we turn to the Lord. China is turned to the Lord and the leaders are turning to righteousness and repentance. The leaders are repenting from the evil which they've been perpetrating, especially in Shanghai. Hallelujah. We're going to see God's grace poured out like water upon the earth and see the people enjoying the goodness of God. The people in Shanghai experiencing the goodness of God. For the earth is full of the good of his goodness and there are treasures everywhere. Hallelujah. So it's going to be a different story. Things are changing in the nation of Shanghai. Yes, the wickedness which the leaders are perpetrating because of the manipulation of the devil and his demons and his cohorts. We're going to break them right now. They are hold over China, most especially Shanghai at this time is broken in the name of Jesus. Let us begin to pray. Thank 
Yes, China is the Lord. Lika Sungra da Kabashiti and the nations thereof. Lika Kora Kasiki Bendekri da Kabasutu. Yeki Kabashata Kabaya. Shanghai belongs to God. Baraka Sata Kabaya. And all of the people therein. Rakatoria Katonda Ketila Kadela Kashakataya. In the name of the Lord, we cut off and bring to a permanent end the evil being perpetrated in the nation of China and most especially in the Shanghai province. We cut down all such evil that they proceed no further in the name of the Lord Jesus. That wickedness in these territories of China proceeds no further in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Kabaya, for the nations belongs to the Lord. Rekobongri katoria kasata kabaya. Mila kasufre kito pana kese kete kabaya. Eli krusta kabele krede kikabaya. Ela shakabaya la basata. Lekobololo kobosi kabala rabashata kabaya. Yeke barosta the evil deceit, the wickedness makashata kabaya. Being perpetrated in Shanghai comes to an end. We cut off and nullify all such wickedness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lika Sofra Cadelo Crondo Cobosata, Reke Bassat Inca Rosta Epracatele Mundifici to Cobaya, Elicusta Aplactijana Manta Cabaya, Ora Casataya. We say never again, never again, never again in the Jesus, never again, never again. Le cura keta kela mandu prakadeli kesefisu nebeli prakadela pradoshti ongrataste eki sopakaya. Never again with this wickedness and evil proceed. Never again la krondo frakadezu paradabashata reka kore nikateza pela krusta apareda yelana shakabaya elakusa freke debaya ondo flikraso tokobaya ena shakabaya. And right now we are using China as a point of contact to every other nation and city surrounding the Chinese province or in Asia, and all to all the nations of the earth. We refuse for this demon to proceed any further. We cut them off permanently, cut off their wicked acts and practices. We cut off Ora kasete kebaya la bashata kabaya mandeli grodo kubushata Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Hallelujah. Because China is restored, Shanghai is restored in the name of the Lord Jesus, and they begin to experience the beauties, the glories, the excellence, and the splendors of Your name. Barokoshta kabaya rabashata kabaya. Joy over the nation of China with singing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lika Sata Kabaya, Lendo Fraka City Kibaya, Bondo Shofraka Debaya. Yes, evil wickedness manipulations have no hold anymore over China, over Shanghai, and over the leaders. Oh, Lakra Sata Kabaya. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We worship and adore your holy name of God. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto your name, O God, forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, you are welcome to be inspired by the word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in this time of intercessory prayers. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right away, we are going to a session of praise and worship, after which we'll be going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, dear esteemed Sister Grace. Do have a beautiful Sunday, everyone. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much, Justin, for the day before that powerful session of prayer. And thank you so much, Justin Umara, for the opportunity to lead God's people in worship. Hallelujah. Morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from. Welcome to another session of worship and praise to the Lord God, our, our Father, the maker of heaven and earth. Just go ahead and lift up your hands to him in worship. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Your name is the highest. Your name is the greatest. Your name is the greatest. Your name is the ultimate authority on earth and in heaven. Your name has supreme authority above every name. Your name is the ultimate authority 
on earth and in heaven. Your name has supreme authority above every name. Lord Jesus, Maker of heaven and earth, Lord Jesus, all creation bow before you, dear Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of all. Nothing is impossible with you. Lord Jesus, maker of heaven and earth. Lord Jesus, all creation bow before you. The Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of all. All creation. Bow before you, dear Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of all. Nothing is impossible with you. The wind and the seas obey you. Demons flee are the mention of your name. You are a wonder, Lord Jesus. The wind and the seas obey you. Demons flee are the mention of your name. You are a wonder, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, maker of heaven and earth. Lord Jesus, all creation bow before you. Dear Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of all. Nothing is impossible with you oh lord jesus the maker of heaven and earth lord jesus all creation bow before you the lord jesus you are the Lord of all. Nothing is impossible with you. The wind and the seas obey you. Demons flee at the mention of your name. You are a wonder. Lord Jesus, the wind and the seas obey you. Demons flee at the mention of your name. You are a wonder, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I worship you. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I worship you. Lord Jesus, 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 Lord
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we worship you. Glory to your name forever and ever. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Grace. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah. We've had a great time so far in the devotion. And we are now going to review the article for today. Sunday, 24th, April, 2022. Ever-expanding ministry is the title for today's devotional article. Our opening test is taken from Romans 15, 22 to 24. For which cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you. But now having no more place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come unto you, whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you. I'm so inspired by Paul and his visionary posture towards the ministry of the gospel. Think about what we just read in our theme verse. He was explaining to the church in Rome the reason he hadn't come to see them. He said, I've been busy evangelizing other areas, but now I'm through. I don't have any more places remaining where I haven't preached Christ. So now I can come to you on my way to Spain. When you study the life of Paul and the other apostles of the Lord in the book of Acts, you find an ever-expanding ministry. In Acts chapter 2, the previously frightened disciples suddenly became bold after they received the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Peter preached his first message and 3,000 souls were saved. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day they were added unto, the, unto them about 3,000 souls. Acts 2.41 in the third chapter, into the beginning of the fourth chapter, we read how Peter healed a paralyzed man who begged for arms at the gates of the temple called Beautiful. As a result, the people ran together and crowded around them. Then, there, Peter used the opportunity to preach, and this time 5,000 souls were saved. However, many of them which had the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000, Acts 4.4. 4. In Acts 4.31, we read out that after the apostles had prayed and were all filled with the Holy Ghost, they speak the word of God with boldness. Again, the result was that a multitude of people believe. Acts 4.32, the apostles were preaching the gospel and walking miracles. Acts 5.12 tells us, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Then it says in the 14th verse, and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. Observe the progression. The first time 3,000 souls believed at once. The next time, the number of those who believed was about 5,000 women and the children not counted. Then a multitude, it didn't end there. In Acts 5.14, Luke calls those who believed multitudes. That's an ever-expanding ministry. Esteemed brethren, there's a lot to learn from this article today. You know, um, it gives us a time to personally review our ministry as Christians and what we are about. Some of us are cell leaders. Some of us are maybe church coordinators or pastors youth pastors, teens pastors, and whatever the case is, you can actually see yourself in the picture, you know, of the article that we just read, and you can make up your mind to say that, oh, if the apostles had these, I would have it, because the same Holy Spirit that they received is what we received. We cannot be stopped, especially in this time when truth has to prevail around the world, you know, you see the need to intentionally, you know, evangelize those around you and your catchment area. You know, I 
particularly inspired by that opening scripture when Paul said that there is no place around here that I haven't covered. So he went everywhere to the world of the Gentiles. He probably came to Africa then, praise God. You know, so maybe even Nigeria, you know. So it's just an inspiring article to read and how passionate Paul was about seeing to it that every area that God had sent him to was covered. So as you, um, April is coming to an end. That's the first four months of the year as you plan towards May, June, and then of course the rest of the year. Review your journey so far, review what you've done so far and plot your graph to the new areas that you would reach, to the areas you cover. And don't leave out your family. Don't leave out your loved ones. Check up. You know, you might want to make a list of all family members from nuclear to extended uncles, aunties, grannies, cousins, nieces, nephews, all of them. And then, you know, as you check up on each one of them, you're ticking. This one is saved and still in the faith, you know, and label them that way. And then you check through to see that everyone is in the path that they should go and are rapture ready. And of course, um, your cell members, your PCF members, your teenagers, your youth, whatever the case may be, however you pastor and wherever you pastor, be more intentional in saying men stay saved. You know, it's one thing to win men into the fold and it's one thing to keep them. You know, so we are in a season where we have to be intentional about ensuring that those that we have won to Christ stay in the fold. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's Sunday and ensure that you are in church today alongside all those that you have been winning to Christ. Praise God. I'm going to hand over to the esteemed pastor in here at this moment for the next segment of the devotion. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ma, for the opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Happy Sunday. We are going over today um, for the um, Bible study reading for today's devotional. And we are, we are still starting from the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. Acts chapter 2, from 41 to 47 says, Therefore, those who accepted and welcomed his message were baptized, and they were added that day 3,000 souls. And they steadfastly preserved, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of their apostles, to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper and prayers. And a sense of awe, reverential fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were performed through the apostles, the special messengers, and all who believed who added to and trusted in and relied on Jesus Christ were united and together they had everything in common and they sold their possessions, both their landed property and their movable goods and distributed the price among all according as they had need. And day after day, they regularly assembled in the temple with united purpose and in their homes, they broke bread, including the Lord's Supper, they partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts, constantly praising God and being in favor and goodwill with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved from spiritual death. Romans chapter 15 from 18 to 24. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I've said and done, by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Iconium, I have freely proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation, rather as it is written, for those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. 
This is why I've often been hindered from coming to you. But now that there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I've been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you while passing through and have you assist me on my journey thereafter. I've enjoyed your company for a while. Praise the Lord. I'm going to take the confessions together. Please do not omit your mic, just repeat after me. Dear Father, I thank you for the ever-expanding church. In spite of the futile efforts of wicked and unreasonable men, I pray for the church around the world today that there's unity, stability, and growth as we attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the statue of fullness of Christ in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Caption. Sorry, we are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion, and we are still in the book of Luke. So I'm reading from the book of Luke chapter 20. We are starting from 20. Caption, pain tights. Later, they sent spies who pretended to be honest seekers, but who wanted an opportunity to entangle Jesus by his words. Their plan was to catch him saying something against the government so they could hand him over to the jurisdiction of Roman authorities who would execute him for sedition. At the right time, they asked him this question, teacher, we know that all you say is straightforward and what you teach us is right. You give us the true ways of God. You are one who shows no favorism to anyone's status. We ask you, is it proper or not to pay tax to a corrupt government? Jesus saw right through their con employer and said, why are you testing me? Show me one of the Roman coins whose head is on coin, whose title is stamped on it. They answered, why is Caesar's 25? Jesus said, precisely, the coin bears the image of the emperor Caesar, and you would give back to Caesar all that belongs to him, but you bear the image of God, so give back to God all that belongs to him. The imposters were left speechless and amazed in the presence of all the people, unable to trap Jesus with words. Caption, a question about the resurrection. Some of the Sadducees religious group that denies there is a resurrection of the dead came to ask Jesus this question. Teacher, the law of Moses. Teach, I'll take that again, 28. Teacher, the law of Moses teacher teaches that if a man dies before he has children, his brother should marry the widow and raise up children for his brother's family line. Now, suppose there's a family with seven brothers and the oldest married and died without children. Then his brother married the widow and he too died with no children. And it's continued to happen, one brother after another, until each of the seven had married the widow and died childless. Then finally, the widow died too. So here's our dilemma. Whose wife would the woman be when she resurrected from the dead? Which of the brothers would be her husband since all servants were once married to her? 34, Jesus replied, marriage is meant for this world only. Those who are worthy of the resurrection from the dead into the glory became immortal like the angels who never die in marriage. When the dead come to life again, they will be children of God, the children of the resurrection. Even Moses taught the resurrection of the dead when he wrote of the Lord, of the Lord God who was at the burning bush and said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Don't you agree that God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living? For in his eyes, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are alive forevermore. He is the God who raises the dead. The experts of the Lord chimed in. Yes, teacher, you speak the truth beautifully. From then on, the religious Sadducees never asked Jesus a question again. Caption, the Messiah, 
both God and man. Jesus then posed this question to the people. How can the experts of the law say that Messiah is David's son? Haven't you read in the Psalms where David himself wrote, the Lord Yahweh said to my Lord, sit near me in the place of authority until I subdue all your enemies under your feet. Jesus explained, if David calls this one my Lord, how can he be his son? Caption, Jesus denounces the experts of the law. Within earshot of all the people, Jesus warned his disciples, don't follow the example of these pretentious experts of the law. They love to parade around in their religious garments so that people honor them wherever they go. They like to sit right up front in every meeting and push their way to the head table at every banquet. And for an offering, they will pray long religious prayer at the homes of widows, cheating them out of their livelihood. Beware of them all. Beware one day the judge will strip them of honor and judge them severely. 21, caption the widow's offering. Jesus observed all the wealthy coming into the temple courts, wanting to be noticed as they came with their offering. He noticed a very poor widow who dropped two small copper coins in the offering box. Listen to me, he said. This poor widow has given a larger offering than any of the wealthy, but the rich only gave out of their surplus, but she sacrificed out of their poverty and gave to God all that she had to live on. Praise the Lord. Let's come to the end of today's New Testament reading. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Debbie, for sharing your screen. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Brother John. Do have a night. happy Sunday, everyone. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord forevermore. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Old Testament 7, our one-year Bible reading plan. Uh, happy Sunday, everyone. Thank you, esteemed Amarak, for this opportunity. Thank you, Pastor Deborah Wealth Okonkwo, for helping us to share this scripture on the screen. Today, we're reading the book of First Samuel, chapter 20 to 22, the Living Bible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we're continuing with the story of David and his... Um, story of David and his issues with Saul and, and Jonathan. An interesting read from verse one. David now fled from Naoth in Ramah and found Jonathan. What have I done? He exclaimed. Why is your father so determined to kill me? That is not true. Jonathan protested. I'm sure he's not planning any such thing. For he always tells me everything he's going to do, even little things, and I know he wouldn't hide something like this from me. It just isn't so. Of course, you don't know about it, David fumed. Your father knows perfectly well about our friendship. So he has said to himself, I will not tell Jonathan. Why should I hurt him? But the truth is that I'm only a step away from death. I swear it by the Lord and by your own soul. Tell me what I can do, Jonathan begged. And David replied, tomorrow is the beginning of the celebration of the new moon. Always before, I've been with your father for this occasion. But tomorrow I will hide in the field and stay there until the evening of the third day. If your father asks where I am, tell him that I asked permission to go home to Bethlehem for an annual family reunion. If he says fine, then I will know that all is well. But if he is angry, then I will know that he is planning to kill me. Do this for me as my sworn brother, or else kill me yourself if I have sinned against your father. But don't betray me to him. Of course not, Jonathan exclaimed. Look. Wouldn't I say so if I knew what my father was planning? Wouldn't I say so if I knew that my father was planning to kill you? Then David asked, How will I know whether or not your father is angry? Verse 11, Come out to the field with me, Jonathan replied. And they went out there together. 
the Jonathan to David, I promise by the Lord God of Israel. And about this time tomorrow, the next day, at the latest, I will talk to my father about you and let him know at once how he feels about you. If he is angry, I want you killed. Then may the Lord kill me if I don't tell you, so you can escape and leave. May the Lord be with you as he used to be with my father. Hmm. Did you see that? Even Jonathan knew that the Spirit of God had left his father. He says, may the Lord be with you as he used to be with my father. And remember, you must demonstrate the love and kindness of the Lord, not only to me during my own lifetime, but also to my children after the Lord has destroyed all of your enemies. Hallelujah. Verse 16. So Jonathan made a covenant with the family of David, and David swore to it with a terrible curse against himself and his descendants, should he be unfaithful to his promise. But Jonathan made David swear to it again, this time by his love for him. For he loved him as much as he loved himself. Then Jonathan said, Yes, they will miss you tomorrow when your place at the table is empty. By the day after tomorrow, everyone will be asking about you. So be at the hideout where you were before. Over the stone pile, I will come out and shoot three arrows in front of the pile as though I were shooting at a target. Then I will send a lad to bring the arrows back. If you hear me tell him, they are on this side, then you will know that all is well and that there is no trouble. But if I tell him, go further, the arrows are still ahead of you, then it will mean that you must leave immediately. And may the Lord make us keep our promises to each other, for he has witnessed them. So David hid himself in the field. When the new moon celebration began, the king sat down to eat at his usual place against the wall. Jonathan sat opposite him and Abner, was sitting beside Saul, but David's place was empty. Saul didn't say anything about it that day, for he supposed that something had happened so that David was ceremonially impure. Yes, surely that must be it. But when his place was still empty the next day, Saul asked Jonathan, why hasn't David been here for dinner, either yesterday or today? He asked me if he could go to Bethlehem to take part in a family celebration with Jonathan Blair. His brother demanded that he be there, so I told him to go ahead. Saul boiled with rage. You fool, he yelled at him. Do you think I don't know that you want this son of a nobody to be king in your place, shaming yourself and your mother? As long as that fellow is alive, he will never be king. Now go and get him so I can kill him. But what has he done? Jonathan demanded. Why should he be put to death? And Saul hauled his spear at Jonathan, intending to kill him. So at last Jonathan realized that his father really meant it when he said David must die. Jonathan left the table in fierce anger and refused to eat all that day. For he was crushed by his father's shameful behavior toward David. The next morning, as I agreed, Jonathan went out into the field and took a young boy with him to gather his arrows. Start running, he told the boy, so that you can find the arrows as I shoot them. So the boy ran. And Jonathan shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy had almost reached the arrow, Jonathan shouted, The arrow is still ahead of you. Hurry, hurry, don't wait. So the boy quickly gathered up the arrows and ran back to his master. He, of course, didn't understand what Jonathan meant. Only Jonathan and David knew. And Jonathan gave his bow and arrows to the boy and told him to take them back to the city. As soon as he was gone, David came out from where he had been hiding near the south edge of the field. Both of them were crying as they said goodbye, especially David. At last, Jonathan said to David, Cheer up, for we have entrusted each other and each other's children into God's hands forever. So they parted, David going away and Jonathan returning to the city. Ah, yeah. First Samuel 21. David went into the city of Nob to see Ahimelech, the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he saw him. Why are you alone? He asked. Why is no one with you? The king has sent me on a private matter, David lied. He told me not to tell anybody why I'm here. I've told my men where to meet me later. Now what is there to eat? Give me five loaves of bread or anything else you can. We don't have any regular bread here, the priest replied. But there is this holy bread, which I guess you can have if only your young men have not slept with any women for a while. Rest assured, David replied, I never let my men run wild when they are on land. 
expedition. And since they stay clean, even on ordinary trips, how much more so on this one? So since there was no other food available, the priests give him the holy bread as the communion. The bread of the presence that was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. It had just been placed that day with fresh bread. Incidentally, Doeg, the Edomite, Saul's chief headsman, was there at that time for ceremonial purification. David asked Ahimelech if he had a spear or sword he could use. The king's business required such haste, <laughs> and I left in such a rush that I came away without a weapon. David explained. Well, the priest replied, I have the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, the fellow you killed in the valley of Elah. It is wrapped in a cloth, in a clothes closet. Take that if you want it, for there is nothing else here. Just the thing, David replied, give it to me. Then David hurried on, for he was fearful of Saul, and went to King Akish of Gath. But Akish's officers weren't happy about his being here. Isn't he the top leader of Israel? They asked. Isn't he the one the people honor at their dances, singing, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? David heard these comments and was afraid of what King Akish might do to him. So he pre pretended to be insane. He scratched on doors and let his spittle flow down his beard. Until finally King Akish said to his men, Must you bring me a madman? We already have enough of them around here. Should such a fellow as this be my guest? Chapter 22. So David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam, where his brothers and other relatives soon joined him. Then others began coming, those who were in any kind of trouble, such as being in debt or merely discounted, until David was the leader of about 400 men. Later, David went to Mispeh in Moab to ask permission of the king for his father and mother to live there under royal protection until David knew what God was going to do for him. They stayed in Moab during the entire period when David was living in the cave. One day the prophet God told David to leave the cave and return to the land of Judah. So David went to the forest in, of Hereth. The news of his arrival in Judah soon reached Saul. He was in Gibeah at the time sitting beneath an oak tree, playing with his pair, surrounded by his officers. Listen here, you men of Benjamin, Saul exclaimed when he heard the news. Has David promised you fields and vineyards and commissions in his army? Is that why you are against me? For not one of you has ever told me that my own son is on David's side. You are not even sorry for me. Think of it, my own son, encouraging David to come and kill me. Then Doeg the Edomite, who was standing there with Saul's men, spoke up. When I was at North, he said, I saw David talking to Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech consulted the Lord to find out what David should do, and then gave him food and sword, and the sword of Goliath the Philistine. King Saul immediately summoned Ahimelech and all his family, and all the other priests at North. When they arrived, Saul shouted at him, Listen to me, you son of Ahito. What is it? quivered Ahimelech. Why have you and David conspired against me? So demanded. Why did you give him food and a sword and talk to God for him? Why did you encourage him to revolt against me, to come here and attack me? But, sir, Ahimelech replied, is there anyone among all your servants who is as faithful as David, your son-in-law? Why is the captain of your bodyguard? Okay, why? He is the captain of your bodyguard and a highly honored member of your own household. This was certainly not the first time I had consulted God for him. It is unfair for you to accuse me and my family in this matter, for we knew nothing of any plot against you. You shall die, Ahimelech, along with your entire family, the king shouted. Order these bodyguards, kill these priests, for they are allies and conspirators with David. They knew he was running away from me, but they didn't tell me. But the soldiers refused to harm the clergy. Then the king said to Doeg, you do it. So Doeg turned on them and killed them. Hmm. 85 priests, you know, all wearing their priestly robes. And he went to know the city of the priest and killed the priest's families, men, women, children, and babies, and also all the oxen, donkeys, and sheep. 
Only Abiathar, one of the sons of Ahimelech, escaped and fled to David. When he told him what Saul had done, David exclaimed, I knew it. When I saw Dweck there, I knew he would tell Saul. Now I have caused the death of all of your father's family. Stay here with me and I'll protect you with my own life. Any harm to you will be over my dead body. Spirit of torment. <clears throat> number two. Yes, Tim Brother Matters. Thank you so much, Mr. John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. Praise God. At this point, we're going straight to the affirmation segment of our meeting. And the affirmation will be on the screen shortly. We start affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this point, I will kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we take our formation at the count of three. One, two, three. My name is I'm in a meeting. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, we're going straight to the communion segment of our meeting. Praise the Lord. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Praise be God forevermore. Hallelujah. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Precious Father, loving Father, there is no one like you. You are the beautiful Savior, the God of glory. There is no one like you. And today we stand on your mighty word. Thank you. Thank you for the blessings you have poured out on our families. Thank you for the joy, for the peace, for the happiness, for the gladness. Thank you for your overwhelming faith. By which we run through life. By which we win all the time. 
by which you conquer and go forth to conquer because we are more than conquerors. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, thank you, Lord, for blessing us so much. Lord, we thank you this day. We thank you, Lord. Glory to your name forever. Go ahead and pray the bread and eat it. Praise God. After the same manner, also he took the cup and he had stopped saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years, often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenants. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes, that purifies, that sanctifies, that causes wholeness. That bequeaths blessings. Even this day, we thank you, Lord. For thou, O God, daily loads us with benefits. I will receive all the benefits accrued to us gladly by the power of your spirits. In protection, we are protected. In blessing, we are blessed. We have divine health. We have the life of God in us. And we proclaim, even this day, that we have the life of God in us. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you. For with an everlasting love, you cared for us, O oh God. Thank you. Thank you for the eternal life that we live. Thank you. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Lord, your greatness, O oh God, is beyond description. Your love is more than amazing. Your name is above all. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, quickly, I'd like to find out if there's anyone amongst us whose birthday is today, you're celebrating your birthday, or someone you know whose birthday is today, please kindly and quickly run to the chat room and put down your name or whoever it is you're celebrating. Praise God. Please quickly, quickly, quickly. Today is Sunday and we all need to be in church. Is anybody, your birthday is today, wedding anniversary, or you're joining us for the first time today, please kindly tell us your name, where you are connected from, and who invited you. And in case you don't know what day your birthday is, today is April... <laughs> Praise God. Just in case you don't know if your birthday. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Anybody, 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 anybody. Time is fast spent. Well, Zoe agelessnesses, or Zoe agelessnesses, my mind was on the 18th. Praise God. Okay, you forgot it was 18th. Wow, happy birthday to you. Or oh, a belated happy birthday to you. Today is the 24th, though. Just in case you don't know your birthday, let's remind you today is 24th of April. Praise God. Anyone, birthday, wedding anniversary. Today is the birthday of my colleague and sister, Oinye. Happy birthday to your colleague and sister, Oinye. Praise God. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for all our celebrants today. We thank you for that great grace is lavished upon them. We give you praise. For as they are celebrated today, celebration will not cease in their home, and they will continually celebrate. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for our sister, for our dear beloved brethren. Zoe, agelessness, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus as her name so shall her life be. She's ageless, she's wantless, deathless, and continually abounding in great works by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Happy birthday to all our celebrants. And at this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute their mics as we share the grace in fellowship. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the truth of the Holy Spirit, it's with us now, Oh, my baby, you're really alive. <laughs>